Welcome back to Free Wide, our once weekly podcast discussing both NASCAR and Formula One. I'm Caleb. I'm Connor. I'm Dad. All right, how are we all doing this weekend? Qatar. Qatar. Hot. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> Literally. Uh, man, that was that was brutal to watch, those guys. Those guys were struggling. I mean, they, these guys were some of the most fittest, fittest people in the world. And they well, were like, I mean, who was it? It was Largent and said he was passing out. Largent? Largent. Kyle Largent. Larson. I didn't know Larson was racing an <laughs> F1 car. <laughs> Largent. Largent. Anyhow, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll discuss that uh, later. But uh, we got some uh, racing from Qatar to talk about in a humid day in October in the Lusail Desert. Vax Verstappen, to the surprise of absolutely nobody, wins the main event, main, wins the main race for Qatar, and not even through the main race, but through the sprint race, clinches the driver's title. Again, as, again, was there any was there ever any doubt? Max, what took you so long? Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, really. But yeah, again, again, in all seriousness, though, hats off to Max for uh, just yeah. capitalizing on an utterly dominant car and just he was in, basically he was in a league of his own this year i mean i mean the, i'm pretty sure the paddock has been renamed the max verstappen experience starring the <laughs> other two drivers on the podium <laughs> i mean i'm pretty sure it was on the schedule at this at some point at free at however long after the race ends the du- playing of the dutch national anthem okay all jokes aside but seriously though verstappen Again, just was kind of in a league of his own. I mean, we can talk about how all we want, how Red Bull has got the best car all season and blew everyone away. But here's the thing. The car doesn't win the races alone. How is a car supposed to win a race if there is no driver? You need a good driver just as much as you need a good driver, and Max Verstappen was that guy. Well, I mean, like just look s- at Perez. Like you said, this is one of the most dominant seasons in F1 history, literally. I mean, that, that really is just a statement in itself. Red, Red Bull, uh, outside of Perez, I'm sure we'll talk about later, outside of Checo, just I don't know what's going on with him. But, I mean, this has literally been one of the most dominant seasons by a team and a driver in history that we've seen. So, Max, I mean, the guy's unstoppable right now. Um, he is literally the favorite. The on-timers are races if he qualifies six or seven and blows his way through the field. I mean, that, the sprint was surprising that he never overtook there. You know, McLaren uh, have definitely made strides. I, w- I don't want to jump topics here. We'll, we'll stay on Max there. But, you know, it's just the guy's unstoppable right now. I mean, if he wins every race the rest of the season, which isn't that many, I mean, it's not going to shock anybody. No, I really won't. But, yeah, I agree with you. For Stappen, at this point, anything he does, uh, anything else he does this season is really just bonus points to his sure. uh, title. And he only needed to outscore Perez by three points this entire weekend, which he already did in the sprint race. I mean, so we chuckled last week. Verstappen is one of the constructors by himself. He's outscored Mercedes by himself. Yeah. Well, that, that check That's how his dominant season's been. But let's uh, switch the sprint races. We, have a, we had a surprising uh, sprint race winner. And not just any uh, sprint race winner. We had a maiden winner in the sprint series race. I don't know how, uh, what, how sprint is classified. Uh, sprint winners are classified into the whole Formula One gr- winners, but before we jump into that, let's finish the race here. We're someone talking about Verstappen winning. I think McLaren double podium. I mean, that's a big one. They go. They opposite. are. Impre- they are impressive. They Pop- went opposite of uh, what they did in Japan with Norris and Piastri being second, third. Mc- Japan. McLaren is impressive. They're they're, they're the only ones that's in somewhat of the same league as. Um, Red Bull. Red Bull, because, I mean, Verstappen only won the race by like four point something seconds, five seconds. 
Um, they have reduced even that. The, the qualifying has been better. The early on ones is kind of pushing Red Bull right now. Now, don't get me wrong, they're not on the same league level per se, but they're they're pushing. They're starting to push the Red Bull a little bit more. So they, it has been a really impressive um, what they have done, how they improved because they were awful. They were completely. They were Spire Motorsports of the first of the year. They were awful, and uh, now they've they're double podium almost every week. Yeah. Hot take, I think Oscar Piastri should be number one over Lando. That's, I would say it's a hot take. I agree. It's uh, <laughs> a hot take. I, I, don't, I don't think we're quite there yet. Uh, Lando's still the number one guy. Yeah, I, know. I agree for that for now, but I'll also agree with Connor. I don't think Oscar Piastri is very far behind being number one. I think he could easily make a push if he really needed to. Piastri's... I mean, he already has more wins than Lando does. Well, sprint wins. Well, I mean, I think Lando. I think what's going to determine that is he's he going to, he's going to, have to make up his mind whether or not he's going to stay at McLaren or jump into Red Bull, which seems to be the the rumor out there. Um, but I, I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, hey, it's it's good to see McLaren starting to push. It's good to see Red Bull starting to get pushed by somebody. Unlike Mercedes, who seems uh, to be yeah on, la, on lap one of the uh, old George and uh, Lewis's honeymoon seems to be over. Just uh, well, and according to Lewis, according to Lewis Hamilton, they're still uh, they're still uh, amiable. They're still friendly on the uh, side. So just uh, later, you know, Russell he had that bit of you know when that wreck happened. You know, they they showed in car radios for both teams. You know, Lewis said George took him out, which he later retracted. Later, yeah, later he came back and said, "Hey, that was, was my, his fault. That was my fault." Uh, George was basically yelling at the guys this again another race i mean he was he's basically telling his team this has happened more than once this year uh, lewis has took me out i'm done i'm tired of it and you can you can kind of tell that george is getting really really frustrated at hamilton so it's that's just kind of my vibe you, it seems he, like that marriage is starting to splinter just a little bit just a slight it feels weird because he like Every time someone does him dirty or some or raises him aggressive, he's always on about it. And and then he does it to someone else. Oh, that's just a racing incident. He pushed me off. That's what he always says. He pushed me off. He turned in on me. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, there might have to be a little bit of a Mercedes team intervention at uh, the team to uh, keep Hamilton and Russell from going down the same path that Lewis took with uh, Nico Rosberg. It's another another bad week for Checo. Shocker! <laughs> I mean, the guy—it's got to be mental. It's got to be mental at this point. Guy picked I mean, up. I, a, I, I could Marco may fire him before Coda. The way it's going, <laughs> before they even get to Coda, they mean you may get fired. This point, uh, Mar- Perez this week collected five second par- penalties. Man, like yes, uh, my goodness, what is he doing? <laughs> he, he had like what three five second penalties. He collected uh, five second penalties like the Cyclones collected touchdowns this year. Oh my goodness, man, he he is. It's just mental at this point. It's got to be just mental. I think it is. And, again, I told you that this week, Max Verstappen only needed to outscore Perez by three points. This this weekend alone, Sergio Perez scored one point. Verstappen, uh, too many. Pretty good week for Alfa Romeo. Yes. The ninth. First double points of the season with Baltas finishing eighth and Joe finishing ninth. Very good. Alcon and Alonso get a surprising uh, standout uh, performance there. Alcon's seventh is, I believe, his second best result of the season, his best being third at Monaco. And Alonso just kind of, despite uh, exploring the gravel pit a little bit uh, a few times during the race, he uh, still is able to bring it home to a solid uh, sixth place. And as Jordan Bianchi would say, Ferrari going to Ferrari. Yep. Signs never even starts. (laughs) 
<laughs> with uh, something to do with uh, fuel system, something to do with the fuel system. I've, I honestly come look after uh, seeing what happened uh, this week. Uh, might have been the right call. I mean, Qatar's heat was absolutely brutal. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about uh, not the other Aston Martin real quick. Lance Stroll, or rather, what is up with him? I mean, Lance. Lance, the Stroll family had a bit of the had some eyes on them earlier this week. Uh, earlier last week, uh, Lawrence Stroll announced that uh, Aston that he was buying into Aston Martin's hypercar operation for a pretty uh, not insignificant amount of money. So, may, so let that sparked some rumors that maybe Stroll's seat at Aston Martin was not quote unquote safe. But that's impossible. There's their family. I mean. As Lawrence Lawrence Stroll owns the team, to me, Lance Stroll has a ride. Would you agree, Connor? Yeah. So, I mean, unless to me, Lance pulls himself out of there. But now he's he's another one. I think it's went a little bit mental on him. You know, he, he finished last in the sprint. Um, you know, I think after the – I can't remember if it was after the sprint race or after the regular race. He was evidently shoving someone in the paddock. That was after he got eliminated in the initial qual- – in okay, regular qualifying. Yeah, he was shoving someone out there. Evidently, the F1's a- FIA is investigating it right now. I mean, he's, he's, <laughs> he's kind of – And obviously, Aston Martin's going to brush that one off. Sure. And then Stroll gave a very uh, interestingly interesting op- interview towards uh, the FIA. He – towards uh, the F1 team. He just kind of set – Honestly, you channeled his inner Kyle Busch. Surprising. Uh, now, now seeing them run the number eighteen doesn't seem so far fetched I mean, nowadays. I, well, I was looking through the rules here just now. It says this: Lance Stroll got a five second penalty for leaving the track without justifiable reasons multiple times. <laughs> I mean, have what? you even heard of that? I mean, what? basically, that just sounds like track. That they're basically track. saying, "What a stupid guy." <laughs> Which I'm assuming it's a fancy wording for track limits, I'm guess, right? That just sounds like track limits with right. extra steps. But I was kind of chuckling out when I read it. I thought, man, that's kind of a, it's almost like a troll. Uh, I think I think they were testing uh, the new penalties and said, uh, and just gave them to either Stroll or Perez, right. depending on which one they landed on. Yeah, so, you know, lots of accidents in that, too. I mean, we've seen the three wide sandwich there of Ocon and Hulkenberg and Perez. Perez, once again. Oh, yeah, and what an idiot. Uh, yeah. So Again, you put yourself back with a grin. You put yourself back with the crazies. The crazy's going to take you out. Of course, Sergeant crashed. You know, we've seen that. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Yeah, he crashed. And then he retired. Lee Lawson crashed. The, which I think was kind of puts the stalling of momentum on the is Lawson but for F1. Once again, double podium. McLaren. Again, agree with you on that one. McLaren seemed to be the only ones who could feasibly challenge Verstappen right now. You'll notice I said Verstappen and not Red Bull. But... Uh, <laughs> Qatar's heat. We we're com- we've been coming back to it a couple times, but man, Qatar's heat was a pretty big talking point. It, Qatar was ran in the middle of uh, right in the beginning of October, which is very, which means it's very humid in the Lusail Desert. And Logan Sargent ended up retiring in the main race due to uh, almost passing out, where he got basically had al- almost a heat stroke in the car, and it was made worse by the fact he had the flu earlier in the week. So he that was uh, feeling a lot better, and it was bad. Where Vowels came on the radio and said, "Logan, listen, retire. Listen, there is no shame in retiring the car right now if you feel sick." Which I mean, hats off to Vowels, knowing that Sergeant probably would have passed out in that car if he kept going. So just understanding, hey, yeah, but that didn't stop uh, David Coulthard from saying, "Well, at least the car is going to come home in one piece." Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> uh, that was bad. DC, I thought you were a professional. That was bad. Yeah. Good to know he he is a professional. 
and he should be trying to help his body out no matter what. He has had the flu, you said earlier in the week, and he's, you said he almost had a heat stroke. So You said they're moving this race to December next year, right? Yes, but that didn't stop. That, that probably didn't, wouldn't stop. But coming back to Sergeant almost so it'll passing be, It'll out. be 95, 712, right? Oh, uh, that uh, <laughs> may be. But, yeah, multiple other drivers had uh, problems with heat strokes. This race was the first time in Qatar since when? 2021. 2021. All right, so first time in a few years. So this race was definitely bonkers. I mean, that's for sure. This race had a lot of things going on. Uh, The tires were always a big issue. Right. So that's the big reason why a lot of drivers are struggling with the heat. So basically, the tires were basically getting basically worn out at a faster rate than usual. It was actually... A lot, I was hearing, hearing a lot of comparisons to Indianapolis 2005 in Formula 1 with how bad they were wearing out. And the big what it is is that Qatar's curbs are apparently in a different shape than other curbs on different tracks. So basically, they grate the tires more considering the fact that the cars are on the curbs like 24-7. So how does Pirelli uh, manage this? They mandate a free stop race with 18 laps maximum of a stint. That was which a, meant, yeah, that was uh, interesting. Which meant all the drivers were pushing as hard as they feasibly could on every single lap of the race. Speak- so that was the big reason that heat exhaustion was a big thing. I, I can count Albon, Stroll, Norris, Russell, and even I think Verstappen was complaining about, and Sargent, was about was complaining about the heat, so that is a little over a quarter of uh, the Formula One field, and I'm sure there's many more than uh, from than what was. Told. Speaking of uh, tires on Pirelli, I seen they up re up to 2027. Again, no no big surprise. No yeah, Bridgestone, I think, was the only name we've heard out there that was kind of making a push, but it seems like the F1 uh, has, st- has made their decision. Other big news in F1, I didn't. Uh, realized this until uh, recently FIA I believe have announced that they have approved Andretti Global to enter uh, the bid so now seems to be a lot of politic and left to be decide that one though yeah F1 and I believe most of the team principals now have are now the ones who to decide whether or not Andretti can join one interesting thing I've seen Mohammed Ben Salon which is the FIA president he said yesterday that in his opinion they need to go to maximum of twelve teams, but do less races. I saw that too. Now I found that I found that very interesting. Now, an interesting elaboration from that, which that might be a uh, what am I trying to say here? That might be a peace offering to the teams, where they don't have to do so much traveling. So if they're going to lose the money, like less, so like if how many races are there now? Twenty three. Twenty three. All right. So maybe he's saying to reduce it back down to twenty nineteen. They could do less traveling. You know, because that seems to be the biggest complaint in F one: the too much traveling. Maybe that's a peace offering. Uh, I, I kind of I found it odd he threw it out there. I now, guess what I'm trying to say. Here's the thing: the tracks he said that they would probably lose were the tracks that were the most were the tracks that were the most frequent offenders of track limits. So Austria is apparently at risk of. So he basically said that tracks like that would be awful to lose that race. That would be, be awful to lose that race, Paul. Oh, no, I'm not talking about Spa. I'm talking about Austria. Austria, sorry. I'm going to mix it up. Sorry. <laughs> Again, I wouldn't recommend getting rid of Spa. You'll get rid of, you'd get you'd anchor so many Orange fans that uh, I don't even want to think about what would happen there. Plus that track, I feel like that track's just a good track in general. The past couple of years, we've had a good, yeah. good races. Yeah. I agree with you on that. 
I'd agree. So with that, those which that would make to me, that would make the promoters of each race pony it more to keep their race, yada yada yada. So I, I don't know. I mean, you did not, fix the tracks. You know, track I'm, I'm just glad they're coming yeah. home to the United States next week. Uh, no, or it's I'm, in two weeks. Two weeks. I'm sorry. Yeah, coming to Dakota in two weeks. Uh, it's good to see they're be back in, in the U.S. Um, I could expect. I can see Ferrari being strong here at a. Uh, Max has won this race two years in a row, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I see Max winning as well. Shocker. McLaren and uh, Mercedes will be uh, also. I say pretty strong. I think Hamilton might have a shot at redemption these next two years. So these next two race. These next race. I don't know what I'm trying to say there. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Checo will be a favorite. Certainly close Until to Texas. He he'll be a fa- I mean, he'll be a fan favorite, I should say. He'll be a fan favorite. Haas will be fan favorites. So yeah. it's Sergeant always cool to see him back in, U- in the U.S. It's always cool to see him in the U.S. Sergeant will be a fan favorite until he's out in lap, uh, what, what, four? True. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. So, um, But I'm like I said, looking forward to having him back in Coda. When we return, we will discuss interesting tactics. For Formula One, but we'll cut the break. All right, we are back from our break. We're going to move on Inter- interesting tactics. This is a segment where we discuss strategy calls that we thought were interesting the entire day. And uh, sorry for the audio uh, glitch uh, there. But again, like I said, this is where we discuss uh, interesting ta- interesting tactics that we thought were interesting throughout the. Uh, race that we they could have been good they could have been bad i just kind of thought they were we just kind of thought they were interesting and i'm gonna go first and my biggest one was uh softs in the sprint race we didn't talk about the sprint race much uh this episode but main story was the soft runners basically were extremely fast the entire for like the first eight or nine laps it was a 19 lap race and then at about lap nine or so the medium tire runners just immediately bolt, pa- bolted past them as the softs took inevitable tire wear problems, which, again, was kind of a big talking point in the entire race. So let's move on to Connor for interesting tactics. Mercedes, really, what are you doing? Like, honestly, like, what are you doing? Hamilton, Russell, like, stop having a war between each other like Rossberg Hamilton a couple of years ago. Get it, get it together and actually try to win a race. Princess Lulu, Princess George. I have to agree with Connor. That's my interest in tech also is, is Mercedes. These guys seem like they can't get out of their own ways. They have cost each other races and finishes. I'm not really sure. I still feel like this is deeper than what everybody knows. They, they, they claim they're friends, but I don't know. This, this seems like it's starting to splinter to me. So I agree with Connor. That's my interest in tech also. They, those guys are, are kind of getting each other's way. Alrighty, that about wraps it up for uh, this week's Formula One segment of Free Wide Racing Podcast. Thank you all once again so much for listening. And when we return for Formula One, we will discuss Circuit of the Americas.